Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, really appreciate it. This week, I'm interviewing Sarah Gray. Now, I got to talk a little bit about how I found Sarah. I am somebody who likes to kind of scroll through Instagram reels and Facebook reels and YouTube reels and those type of things. I'm not a TikToker, um, but all those other things, the short videos, I really, really enjoy. And I started seeing a person clearly kind of in character doing prank calls. And uh, the first one I saw was her prank calling her father-in-law and it was just it was really funny so i started kind of looking up more and uh that's that's kind of where i found sarah gray she does prank calls as a character called sue dylan now sue dylan is kind of a a country gal i believe she's in her late 60s she's got um you know a very raspy voice she's been somebody who's smoked her whole life, uh, Virginia Slims, uh, as uh, as Sue talks about. Um, but uh, she so she does this character that's really funny, and she does prank calls. Um, she started out, you know, with her her friends and family, and it, it expanded to now she takes requests from her fans, people uh, input. I think that they you know they do a, a cameo or they a, they pay a, a certain amount of money, and you can then listen to her. A prank call your friends and family and uh, she's just so fast and off the cuff with with the funny things that she talks about I knew that it was somebody that I wanted to talk about as I start talking to more um, you know people in the entertainment and in comedy world and then I started learning that Sarah has so much more to her story because uh, in one video she talked about how she was going to soon be finishing up her uh, nurse practitioner program. She's already a nurse, um, and I, so I knew that I had to talk to her. Just a, an interesting world of uh, being so, a nurse, being somebody that kind of uh, pranks on the side, and, and how those worlds are, are starting to collide because she's truly went viral at this point, and uh, we're going to talk about it in our conversation, but you know these these worlds... Um, you know, on a on a good month for her, uh, her social media, she could easily make more money than she makes uh, as a nurse, and 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 potentially even more than as a, a nurse practitioner when uh, she finished up her schooling. So, kind of just wrestling with what uh, what the future holds for, how those worlds are already kind of um, colliding, if you will. Uh, we we talk pretty deeply in this conversation. You know it. We we do talk about some of the funny things and some of the funny calls and how she came up with the character, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but we do talk about just her her growing up a little bit and her kind of where uh, her desire to to be funny came from. Uh, we talk about how um, you know the kind uh, kind of making her her family proud because of this and, and how it's, it was kind of a strange thing that uh, it, it took this to, to make people uh, a little bit more proud uh, when she's already accomplished so much. Uh, we talk about some of, of the mental health aspects of dealing with trolls. So, you know, this is a, a really deep conversation. I, I really appreciate Sarah 
um, you know, being willing to, to speak about some of the deeper levels of, of, uh, of everything. Uh, but, uh, I, I really, really enjoyed speaking with, with Sarah. Um, I, you know, the, the one regret I have is she only very briefly, um, you know, spoke in the Sue Dillon voice. Uh, so you'll be able to hear it there. Uh, maybe that'll just make you want to, to go and find her and, and hear it more. Uh, but my only regret is I didn't, didn't make her say just a few more things to Sue Dillon because it is a, is a funny thing. But uh, no, I think you're really going to enjoy this one. Here is Sarah Gray. I'm here to do with Sarah Gray. Sarah, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. Hardest question of the whole evening. Just introduce yourself. My name is Sarah, otherwise known as and better known as Sue Dillon. Um, I've got my mullet wig right here, actually. This is where I do all my filming, but I am just a boring old girl who plays an old lady online. Yeah, I, I love it. Now, we're going to unpack all of that, but I want to kind of just start with, I guess, how it all how it all began, and that is you kind of went viral because of a video that, you, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but because of a video that you did kind of before all of this wig stuff and you you pulled a prank on your i think your father-in-law mm -hmm. was this something that that you know took some time to wind up you know i've talked to memes and stuff in the past and you know they put something out on the internet and then you know six months later some people even three years later and then it blows up so what did that look like was it something that just once you posted it just blew up for you or, or talk a little bit about that it did pretty much instantly blow up. And I really didn't even know that my, I started on TikTok. I really didn't even know my TikTok was public. I thought it was private just mm. because I usually put all my social media. I used to usually put all my social media as private, but I had like four friends that I followed that followed me back. And I was like, they'll think this is so funny because that's just something I've always done is prank call my family. And usually my family that knows me better than my husband's family did at the time. We had just got married uh, my family knows it was me. So it was like so exciting to have all these new people <laughs> to get. And so I didn't even ask my husband to record it. He just did. And it all like kind of just it's like fate in a way when we think about it, about how it all came to be. It's wild that it's turned into what it is over. It's basically was a mistake. Yeah. So. When did when did it when what's your timeline? When did all this kind of happen for you? Um. So it it was about a year and a half ago going on two years in May. It was May of, I guess, 2022. And um, I had just moved to a new area with my husband. He had to move with his job and I had a new job and we were living in this new place. And it was extremely stressful. And it, we were still in the middle of COVID pretty much. Well, coming out of it, but still like in the healthcare system, COVID was still rampant. And that's where my original, like my daytime job is. But um so we just wanted to have fun and like do something silly. And that's why we even were prank calling people. It wasn't like a, like that was the first one we really did. Well, actually I did my sister's girlfriend and that one was good. And so we were like, let's do your dad. Cause his dad is the most gullible person. So that's kind of like the timeline of when it happened. And um, it's slowly just built up to what it is. Yeah. And I, I've seen some things. I think you've even addressed it, but people saying that, you know, some of these early calls were, were staged, which I just oh think is, is so funny just because I feel like, you know, you can easily tell when things are, are staged. You can, you know, you can never make things near as good as when they're, they're the actual thing. So let's just put that to bed. None, none of these things have been staged, right? No, 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 no. I don't do staged calls. 
and if i do it's like very known like it's an ad or something right right for for sure i i feel like if if your husband's uh dad was good enough to to act the way he did in a stage call then i think he needs to he needs to start a tiktok too so no i i hear you for sure <laughs> i hear you for sure and i i want to i guess you you've already done the voice i i, I was never going to ask you to to do that but i want you to just tell us who sue dylan is how you got the idea for this person you know wh where she came from is she a mixture of, of people you know or, or tell us a little bit about about miss dylan she's probably a mixture of all of the women of the south that i know um heavily influenced by appalachian women because that's where most of my family lives is in the appalachian mountains we're from teleco plains it's a very small city in the mountains in tennessee and it's not even a city, it's a town. It's got like maybe a thousand people live there. It's very small. But that's how the women there act. And they do act like that where I live now in na near Nashville. But um, some of the things, some of her quirks are different than the women here. But basically just any woman that heavy smokes, like older, you know, that's basically my inspo. So. Yeah. So do you feel like, again, I guess I'm just trying to, to put some of these trolls to bed, do you feel like that you're honoring those people that you know? Do you feel like it's kind of a, a poking fun? What What do you look at as, as Sue Dillon when it comes to, to those people that you are you know that kind of act like that? Um, I think it's an honor and also like so it's just comedy, you know. In comedy, a lot of theme, a lot of themes in comedy is just like people ragging on each other, and as a like. I'm playing an older white woman. I am a white woman. I will be an older white woman. I may be just like Sue someday. I don't actually smoke, but even still, I may be just like her one day. I'm sure I will. Um, so I feel like I have the right to make jokes. And, you know, I've talked to people that are Sue Dillon in real life, and they love it. They think it's so funny. And I think that a big problem with society is that we can't, like, laugh at each other anymore. It's, like, it's all offensive. It's not meant to be. It's meant to, like, bring people together is what my whole point is. I don't, like, I don't see it as me making fun of somebody. I see it as, like, just comedy and, like, having fun together. No, absolutely, for for sure. And just kind of a, I guess, a, 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 I don't, don't want to say a medical question, but I what I can't understand is, I, I can understand making that voice for a, a short amount of time, but you know, you do these live videos that you're doing it for hours on end. My voice hurts for you. How do you do it for so long? <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like that's a big strain. I don't know. I wouldn't do it if it hurt me. Like if I do it excessively, it will start to irritate me and I have to take a break. It's like any like voice acting gig. I don't know if you've had any voice actors like talk to you about that, but like you kind of have to take a, like rest days, like singing too. You got to like take care of your voice, but it's like I do it in a certain way that it doesn't it doesn't drive me out like it does some people. I think some issues with some people is it's just like it just dries your throat out. I don't I really don't know how I do it. And it all falls back to it's just like it's fate. And I feel like God was like, she is going to do a weird voice on TikTok a lot. So I'm going to do something to her throat to make that possible. I don't know. But that's what I that's the only thing I can owe it to because it doesn't make any sense because everyone yeah, i mean i know like people are always like yeah it hurts my throat it literally i don't know it just doesn't hurt me well that's good so did you has this been a voice you've been using long before you created this character or did you literally find this voice as as sue dylan was found oh i've been doing it for a long long time i feel like a lot of kids do it and mm -hmm. me and my sister we did it all the time and 
harassed our family with it. So it's kind of been around and I kind of, I've dabbled in prank calling with it, but that was like the first one that I got someone real good with it. So, um, you know, I never had a name for the voice, but Sue Dillon, I don't know. We didn't know where it came from at the beginning. Like I kind of just spat that name out because I do a lot of improv with my calls. So I just kind of, I don't even know what I'm going to say when the call starts. Sometimes I just go with whatever. It's like slam poetry in a way. It seems like, you know, you just kind of spit it out. But my, one of my best friends was like, you know, Kristen Dillon from college, we were all good friends. I was like, yeah, Kristen. And she was like, her middle name was Sue. And so her name was Kristen Sue Dillon. And I was like, that's where it came from. Then I'm like, must've like subconsciously been thinking about her and it just like came out mm-hmm. for the call, but it stuck and it makes sense with the character. So. Well, don't say that too loud. This gets too big. You're going to have to give some royalties to Miss Kristen Sue Dillon. <laughs> I actually, I messaged her about it and she was like, I know people like make fun of me all the time now that know my full name. That's funny. I, you know, it sounds like this kind of just started as a, you know, a fun thing, but you, so you, did you have any comedy background at all? I mean, improv is not an easy thing to do and you do do it so well and so fluidly. I I just wonder, was there any background there? No, I've never been into like anything to do with acting. Like I've never been a theater kid. I've never done anything like that. The only thing I did growing up was I played basketball and I swam. So I was like more of an athlete than anything and never did any kind of performance art. But I feel like I've always been like a very witty person. Um, And I really didn't know I could do that like I've done. Like I didn't know I had an improv talent, I guess you could say, until I started doing this. So I think it also comes from like my childhood. Like I think people with childhood trauma are very good actors because when you grow up in like scary environments as a kid, you kind of have to, you adapt by like pretending in certain situations that everything's good or like morphing the way you act to make someone happy. That way you don't get in trouble, like kind of like a, an emergency thing in a way, like an emergency adaptation. And I feel like that's part of it too, because I, uh, because of my childhood, like doing that, I feel like it just comes so naturally because of that. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I've in- interviewed a lot of a lot of actors, and and I mean, I, I've heard that many times. That's kind of where people get some of their their talent is just kind of a reprieve away from things, and that kind of makes a, an interesting question for you because when I've talked to some of these actors that I that you know that I grew up watching, the thing that they talked about that I would have never even considered was you know they have adults coming up to them now saying you know you. You got me through a lot of stuff as a kid. You know, I watched your show. Things were not great at home, but I was able to laugh for just a little bit, you know, while I watched your show. And that's a really powerful thing. And I think that you're doing that for a lot of people now. So what kind of what kind of comments have you gotten in that? I've already saw some of them in the past, but I think that you you do help kind of as a reprieve for people when they're, you know, needing a laugh. So talk a little bit about that. That's the whole reason I even do this still, honestly, because it is a lot of work to keep it going like I have. And that's one one of my like why reasons. But I do on Sundays, I do a prank show where I go live for like two hours at 6 p.m. Central every Sunday. You can find me live on Instagram and TikTok and um, I'll see comments there and they'll be like, you get me through the Sunday scaries. And like they're like, this is something that I look forward to the most every week. 
And I have gotten comments where they're like, you're pulling me out of a deep depression. Like, this is so funny to me. And so those are very sweet comments that keep me going against all the troll comments, which I'm sure you know about because you kind of asked me a little bit about the trolls. But Mm -hmm. those are definitely very uplifting for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I want I want to now kind of just talk about those those calls. You 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 have people request calls. You you do them whether they're in those live sessions, whether you know they're recorded that you send to them. Tell us about and and this is probably the some of the harder questions. Just have to pull them out. I don't know what I'm, I'm sure you've been asked it before, but some of your your favorite calls, and then of course after that we'll talk about some of your least favorites. But any calls that just really stand out to you? Um, I'm trying to think, you know, my favorite ones are definitely of my husband's family. And that was like when I could make up my own stuff more. Now I feel like I get a lot of requests. Some of them are great ideas and they turn out being really funny. And then sometimes I feel like I get in such a rut because I'm like, well, this person wants this specific thing. So I got to do what they asked me to do, but it's not necessarily what I want to do. So, but I do, I love the dog shit calls. I know it's a, I know we're beating a dead horse. I'm sorry if I can't say cuss words. The dog poop calls. I know we're beating a dead horse with that, but some of my best calls are those. I get the best reactions from people with those. Um, and there was one about this older lady that I did with this older lady. And I called her telling her that, you know, I know she's cheating with my husband. And I saw an inappropriate picture in his phone. And she was like 80 something years old. So she was like, ma'am, that is not me. And like, she got so mad and that's what i don't like making people angry but like it's so funny to me when i get a rise out of someone over something silly like dog poop or something like just so off the wall like oh you're cheating with my husband and it's some old lady like i i just think those are the funniest yeah and and you know i've seen some calls now that people just they know who you are now i think some people are maybe requesting them for themselves but i just wonder how committed are you to this character do you always do you refuse to break character even if they're they're calling you out because i've really never seen even when they've said who you are i feel like you you don't really want to break the character oh no we don't i get on and do like things as myself sometimes but when it's sue it is sue only and we don't Mm -hmm. break character Mm -hmm. (laughs) i like it i like it I want to ask you now. Well, I well you didn't say you didn't say the worst calls. I I I mean I can guess I can probably answer that. Is it is it when people just constrain you too much and not let you kind of be who you want to be? You got to basically say exactly what what's happening. What's some of the worst calls? Um, that's definitely something that I don't enjoy. But I can't say that those are always the worst calls because sometimes like it it is good, but um, sometimes it's just not. But probably the worst calls are when. I don't I I have I don't have this information but someone will say something about a death like somehow it comes up with these calls all the time like somebody died in the family and they confided in me or I don't know I'm trying to think of how that might have happened but or like they have a terminal illness like cancer or something and I'm prank calling them I didn't know that until they told me on the phone those are probably the worst calls and they make people so mad at me and it looks it makes me look like a villain. I put a lot of trust in people when I do the calls to think like, oh, they're not going to have me call someone that's really sick or they're not going to have me call someone about this topic whenever the person, like the topic of the conversation is about a person that is dead. You know, that's not usually, that's never the case with me. If If that's said, then I just don't do it or I'll like return their money. But yeah, that's probably like my least favorite thing that happens. 
Yeah, I, I can only imagine. So do you, and, and I think you, I've I listened to you on your own podcast talk about this, but you do most of the calls. You, you'd very rarely say no, but what are some things that are your hard no's that I'm not, I'm not doing this call? Um, definitely if it's like about somebody that died, some kind of like twisted joke, which maybe that's how they're coping with that death is through humor. That's great. But I don't want to, I don't want to gamble that. So I just don't do those. And then there's also some like with like custody battles that I'll get involved in or like some kind of cheating scandal, which sometimes I'll do those. It depends on the details of the, of the description. Like if they're like, yeah, I'm really mad at him and we're going to court. Like usually if courts mentioned, I'm like, "Mm, let's not bring me into that. Yeah. So try to stay out of that legal stuff. Yeah, and no, I don't think that's a terrible idea there. So you said that you do some stuff as as yourself. So maybe this isn't the case, but you know, I've talked to people who are, you know, I've gotten famous doing a character, and now that character is almost kind of their their cape, if you will. Do you do you feel like you can do a lot more and feel a lot more comfortable kind of being silly as Sue Dillon, or are you comfortable, you know, as Sarah too? Definitely more comfortable as Sue Dillon. It's kind of like my security blanket because I'm kind of a shy person in real life. So when I'm being myself, I feel like I can be a little bit of a disappointment. Like if someone sees me in public and they're like, oh, Sue Dillon. And I'm like, and I'm just being me like authentically. I think they're kind of shocked because I'm not like this crazy old woman that's cussing and like smoking cigarettes and, you know, so, but I think that's part of my confidence thing because I'm a very, like my family loves me. I, I can't be that boring. Like I make my family laugh all the time, but you know, it's just like a very drastic difference for my character. I actually just went to California to live fest and it was like a public event with a lot of creators. And I felt very intimidated, like, cause I didn't go with, I did bring my wig in a bag, but I wasn't like Sue the whole time. So it was really intimidating and like definitely put me out of my comfort zone. So I like to talk to people like in a real note as myself sometimes on live or like, you know, with my community from social media, but no, I don't really like do any, any like prank calls or acting or anything as myself right now. I hate to hear that. You said that you feel like you disappoint people as yourself. I'm sure that's not the case. I I, I don't, I don't like to hear that, but I, I do think that it, it would be interesting to, you know, get really famous as a, as a character, I mean, so what, what do you think that that's going to lead to? Do you think that that's just going to make you continue to, you know, work more and more in, into that security blanket or, or do you eventually want to expand whether it's another character or whether it's talking more as Sarah? What, what is, what does that look like? I do have another character I'm trying to push out. His name is Earl. He's similar to Sue, but he's a man, but in a younger man, but um, I have a couple of other ideas, but it's really hard to, come out with another character when you have one that's so good. Mm -hmm. And I really relate to Chelsea Lynn, Trailer Trash Tammy, because she's kind of, she kind of made this iconic character, Trailer Trash Tammy. And I've not seen her do any other characters. She's been around for 10 years though. So I might've missed something, but I really look up to her and um, I feel like I'm similar to her in a lot of ways because maybe she's not as shy as me in person, but she's like not the same as her character. And so she actually does like stand up as Chelsea, like as trailer trash Tammy and like different stuff as trailer trash Tammy, but she still posts Chelsea Lynn content 
like more of like influencery type content. And so that's kind of what I see myself doing. I really look up to her. Um, so I'm definitely taking notes on how she's navigated her career because she's super successful. No, absolutely. My, uh, my wife and, and close friends are going to going to enjoy that you mentioned that and kind of introducing her to me because I'm a huge Chelsea Lynn fan. And that kind of just shows you that, uh, you know, that, I, that you should feel a little bit more confident in, in being Sarah at some point, because honestly, I mean, I, I love, I love the Chelsea Lynn stuff, but her own podcast is her, her vlogs is her. I enjoy that way more than, than, che or than trailer trash Tammy at this point. But that kind of leads into a great question. You said trailer trash Tammy. The trolls have made her not be able to be trailer trash anymore because that's mean. Now she just has to be Tammy. So I wonder what, how, how do you deal that's with the dumb. I didn't know that. It, yeah. Yeah. Trailer trash. I think it's actually even TikTok and Instagram don't allow that anymore. They say that's making fun of people. So they don't allow it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that just shows that just shows kind of how PC things sometimes get and how trolls do some interesting things. So how do you deal with your, your trolls? I, I see them in your comments. Sometimes I see you respond sometimes. So you do sometimes give them oxygen, but what, uh, <laughs> how, how do how do you, how do you deal with it? And how do you make sure it doesn't, doesn't bother you? I'm working on that. I don't know if it'll ever not hundred percent, not bother me. I feel like it's like, it comes in waves. Like if I'm feeling super confident and very proud of myself, then I don't care. And I just don't pay it any attention. And that's what I strive to feel like all the time, but I am a human being. So sometimes if I'm like insecure about something specific and then like someone says something, or if I'm just feeling insecure in general and someone's criticizing me, um, or if I've like spent too much time reading too many comments about myself, because that is not natural to read that many things about you, good or bad, it starts to bother me. So I try to just take a step back. I really don't like distancing myself from my comment sections because I feel like it's a like really good way to grow your audience and like build community is by like commenting back. Mm -hmm. So if I do that, I'll take like a five day hiatus and like reevaluate my feelings. But I also have this. Right. This is my Tupperware. F's to give. Mm -hmm. um, and I keep these fortune cookies inside and they're like mean fortune cookies. I got them on Amazon. It's like unfortunate cookies is what they're called, I think. Mm -hmm. But I'll like, if something is really annoying or it like bothers me to a point where it's like starting to get into my headspace on live streams, I will um, have my mod or I will pin the comment and we will publicly humiliate them. We will to be like, oh, I wonder if I have an F to give you. And then, you know, I'll open them a bad fortune and read it to them. And then they'll usually go away. And people think it's funny. So I've, I'm just trying to find like creative ways like that to clap back, but also to not like stoop to their level. Um, I don't want to do that because that's not who I am. And I, I just can't relate to that. Like I've never, when, it, when I'm consuming content, I've never like saw something that I don't like, which I do see stuff I don't like. Like there's stuff that everyone's going to disagree with or not relate to. I've never taken my energy to be like, you suck. This is stupid. Blah, like something rude like that. So I just cannot relate to the trolls. But um, yeah, I just I'm trying to find more graceful ways to handle it. I don't think I've cracked that code yet. I do think I've gotten a lot better since I first started, because when I first like dove into this like that first video that went viral out of nowhere i was reading the comments obsessively because i was like wow this is crazy like it was insane um and it was like a dopamine high like adrenaline rush dop dopamine high from all of the um like all of the good stuff that was happening from it and 
those comments like really rattled me. But now I'll like look back at them and I'm like, that's dumb. Like, why did I even, why did it bother me then? So I can see growth in myself. So. Well, that's, that's all you can hope for. Because it's an unnatural thing to, you know, I guess have that public persona all over the internet and people not truly know who you are, but then they have such intense feelings about who they think that you are. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to a, a ton of people who are, you know, Instagram or internet famous at this point that deal with trolls. And I, I feel like it seems like they normally go in one of two ways. One, they just completely don't give it oxygen and ignore it. And then the other way and this doesn't always work, but I feel like there's so many trolls out there that just don't really, the kind of just keyboard warriors, they don't really think about the impact they're making or that, hey, they're actually talking to a real person. This isn't a robot that they're talking to. And to actually say, hey, that's that's hurtful. You know, I'm, I'm a person too. Some, there's been so many times that people have told me stories about how, you know, when you actually personify their comment, that they're like, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't really thinking. I didn't really mean all of that. So... I feel like those are the those are the two ways that people look at it. Have you? I mean, when you respond back, because I've seen some of your responses that I think that you do that sometimes. Do, do you find it successful or or not? I really don't go back and look. I like to have the last word. So, <laughs> but I, I do when I clap back. I do try to make it like as at the beginning I was clapping back. I can't give you an example off the top of my head, but I feel like I was attacking them back, like hurt people, hurt people, but. Now I try to be, I try to say something that doesn't like attack them as a person. It's more like attacking what they said. So I do think that that's more, I I feel like it's better, healthier. I don't know what they say back though. Usually I don't look. Yeah. I want to, I'm going to completely switch gears here. Most people listen to this, so they're not seeing anything, but I'm seeing your background. This is your, I, I assume this is kind of your, studio if you will is is that your regular now i guess now i'm turning into a troll why am i doing that is that your regular <laughs> household background this that's is my a, stream room okay that's an interesting wallpaper i like it thanks it's from ebay i actually made this for my prank calls and then i have another wall in this room that is um my podcast which i'm working on branding my podcast so we're going to change the way that looks but um it's something for us to use for now and then the rest of the room is like storage and those little square things that absorb the sound. This is a room dedicated to my streaming and my, my social media and stuff. No, I, I love it. Well, t- tell me, tell talk a little bit about the, your podcast. I've listened to, to some of that. I, that's where you can get your, your husband involved. So talk a little bit about the podcast. Yeah. I, I just wanted an outlet to be myself fully. And I thought the podcast was a great way. And I feel like me and my husband just have like a natural banter that is good. And it's just like conversational. Um, We kind of talk about a lot of eclectic things. We try a drink every week that we've never tried before because we both like to try new things together. And it's just a podcast about our opinions, really. It's not really factual based. And sometimes we review Sue Dillon stuff. Um, Like Sue Dillon prank calls will give like a behind the scenes about it. And we'll like talk about comments that are annoying or I don't know, just like random stuff to do with Sue Dillon as well. It's really fun. We've um, we've been doing we've got like 13 episodes out now, so it's still pretty new. We're still trying to figure it ourselves out on there. It's a lot of work to have a podcast. You would you know exactly. But it is a lot of work. So, yeah, no, it, it certainly is. Um, 
yeah, you, you, I, I've only listened to a couple episodes, but you definitely talk about darn near anything. So, so nothing is really off limits. Was it last week or the week before you were talking? Most of it's is, is fun to listen to, but last week you were talking like about how you had just gotten your nails done and went into some real graphic detail. That was, that was a little rough for me. The nails. Yeah. You were talking about how they took a chunk out of your foot and all this stuff. I was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I was, I was again with your throat and your foot. I was hurting for you. That's so funny. I want, I want to now kind of ask you, 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 you do this podcast with your husband. So he's clearly completely on board. I think that he might be behind the scenes a lot of times for, you know, these live chats. Cause I hear you talking to him, but I just yeah. wonder what is your, what is your family think of all this because this is an interesting thing to kind of get famous for so what, what do they think about all of it um I feel like I've always been like a I'm the oldest child and so I've always been the one to like try to do the most and so I'm getting a doctorate I'm graduating with my doctorate in May and I became a registered nurse and I worked in an ICU for my first job and I've made like mostly A's my whole life. And like, I've just always been a very high achiever to try to get my family's attention, I feel like. And so it just, but it never really worked. Like, I, I feel like they were like, yeah, whatever. Like, this is the same stuff you always do. Like, it's not a surprise, whatever, whatever, you know, I'm sure they're proud of me, but like, I just never got that like attention that I thought I would, I guess. But this surprisingly, they love it more than anything that I've ever done. And I do too. I love it more than anything I've ever done. And it's probably the silliest accomplishment of mine. Um, but it's the one that makes me feel the most fulfilled, which is so weird. And it's really hard to accept for me. But my my mom loves it so much. She thinks it's so funny. She always prank called people when she was younger. And that's kind of, she kind of passed me the baton. And so she loves it. And you know, my dad loves it. He feels like a celebrity. He's like, people are always coming up to me, asking me if I'm Sue Dillon's dad. He works at Walmart. And so that's funny to me. And then, you know, my husband loves it. My His mom loves it. Like everybody is very respectful of it, which is shocking because you would think it's something, it is something that has like a lot of stigma. Like people are like, oh, that's not a real job or you're wasting people's time. Or, this is stupid. Go get a real job. Like I see those comments sometimes. But my family couldn't be anything further from the, op the opposite of that. They're definitely not like that. They really enjoy it and they get on in on it sometimes too. My husband loves it. He is behind the scenes a lot and he's helped me out with little things um, because it takes a lot of moving pieces to make it all work. Like it looks very, I'm sure it looks kind of effortless in a way on screen, but there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes especially with the prank calls and like keeping up with the requests and making sure they all get fulfilled. And some people order requests with a video. And so making sure they get sent their video and like, there's just, it's just a lot of time consuming little things. And so he helps me a lot with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We focus so much on, on the Sue character and, and, and what you do with her. Talk a little bit about that. Those other overachieving moments you, so you're a nurse, you're going to get your doctorate. What, Talk a little bit about that, because that's completely opposite, I think, than than Sue Dillon. I think Sue Dillon would be pretty, mm -hmm. pretty proud of that. Yeah. Um, when I was, you know, I went to college when I graduated high school, like right after, because it was just always, I feel like it's a cultural thing now, like you have to go to college to be successful. And so that's what I did. I didn't really know exactly what I was going to end up doing. I ended up 
changing my major a couple of times, but I've always loved helping people. And so my grandma was a nurse, is she still is. And so I was like, I'll just be a nurse. Like, I want to be like my grandma. I love her, which you see, I act like my grandma on social media now, but um, I've always looked up to her. But I do enjoy working as a nurse. I feel like I make a difference, but there's a lot of stuff that I don't like about it. Don't get me wrong. Um, so I wanted to go back to school to be a nurse practitioner, which is just, it's a step down from what a medical doctor is. I'm going to be a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. So I'll almost be able to do everything that a psychiatrist can do, but they can do a few things more if that gives you like an idea, like I'll be able to diagnose people and treat them with medications and Mm -hmm. therapy and stuff. But I wanted to do that just because of everything I saw in the hospital as a nurse, like, the mental health need. Um, there's not a lot of providers available for people and people have to wait months sometimes to get help for stuff like that. And, you know, suicide rates are at an all time high. And so seeing what I saw as a nurse with that, with patients, like everybody had something going on mentally, no matter what reason they were in the hospital for. And so that just kind of gave me a passion to help. And I've kind of been burned with mental health care a little bit too. Like when I was in college, I've needed um and I t- needed to go on an antidepressant and so I went to a primary care physician because I couldn't get in to see a psychiatrist and they just put me on whatever and like cranked the dose up way too high and it was probably like my lowest low of my whole life and it was the medicine that I was on that was like making it worse and worse and worse and you know the doctor was doing what he thought would help but he just didn't have the expertise And the fact of the matter was like, I needed to go to him because I couldn't get into a psychiatrist. So I just have had a lot of stuff like that happen. And like a lot of, I've seen a lot of stuff with my family, um, with like mental health needs. And so I just had this passion for mental health. And so I went back to school. Um, It was like, I think I started in 2021. And so Sue Dillon kind of came about in the middle of my school career, but um, I'm almost done with my doctorate. I'm published I published a, it's not research research, but it's kind of like a research project. And I implemented this um, cognitive behavioral therapy program. It's a manualized program that's already been created um, by somebody, but we put it into a school system and a middle school system and their health class teacher delivered it. And we like tracked their depression and anxiety scores before and after the whole program. It was like eight weeks. The program was, um, And then I got that research published. So that's what I've been doing as a nurse. And um, that's kind of like my overachieving side. So, but I really, I really enjoy school. So I can't like, I don't think I have any regrets. I think everything I'm doing is leading me to who I'm supposed to be in life. And that's something that I'm discovering with Sue as well as like, you know, you, you don't, like you can never have it all mapped out. Like you may think, you know what you're going to do with your life, but like you're going to be shown what you're going to do. And like, it's just going to, it's going to be completely different five years from now from what you envision now, most likely. And so that's been something that I've accepted and that has been hard for me to accept because I am a control freak. I like to like know what's going to come next. So I think Sue Dillon has helped me grow as a person in a lot of ways with that. And it's like something that's not very conventional and, I still make the people I love proud and I still make myself proud. So that's a really powerful part of it too. Absolutely. For, for sure. And and we could, 
we could go down a rabbit hole in that. That's my that's my day job. I'm an academic counselor at a college, so certainly could talk all about education. So I'm glad that that means something to you. I I wonder. I guess you know we're talking about how you're you're going to become a, a nurse practitioner in the mental health world. I've talked to so many people on this podcast that've written books, literally about their experiences, you know, with the mental health system failing them. So I know that that's a problem. I, I you you talked about how that's happened to you too. So I'm glad that you're trying to be a part of the solution. But that brings up a good question where you know you, you're on two different paths, and and one is a you know, one is a, a extremely rewarding path when it comes to helping people in the mental health world and, and you're getting a doctorate doing something like that. Then the other path, you know, makes people laugh, which is important too. Do you see those can always running parallel? Do you think they're eventually going to kind of crash into each other and you're going to have to pick what's happening or, or what do you, what do you, how, how do you see that playing out? It's kind of already started to crash into each other. Like, I'm in school full time. And then I had two jobs. Um, they were both like part time, I guess you could say, but two part time jobs equals more than a full time job. Okay. That, that's something I learned, but they were flexible and they were good with school. But then when you add this on, this is a job. And sometimes I put more than 40 hours a week into this stuff. It's like it never you can never turn it off. Like I'll be doing stuff, but I'm also doing this. And so it's a lot of work. But yeah, I kind of had to let one of my nursing jobs go because I couldn't I couldn't maintain enough energy to just live life with all of that and be happy. So that was really hard for me to let go of because that's something I worked really hard to be was a nurse. And I'm still a nurse. I still have a job as a nurse, but it I don't work very much as a nurse right now. I probably work a few a few shifts a month. Um and I had a hard time letting that go just because social media related income can be really fickle. And I was always scared. I did lose my, I have lost my TikTok account to a scammer once before. So that's always in the back of my head. Like, what if this is all just gone one day, but I can always get, you know, pick up more shifts at work. It's not a big deal. And so that's just goes back to the control, like letting go of the what if, and like, it has to be this way and just like going with the flow is what I'm doing. But so that I've seen a clash there and, you know, I'm going to graduate with this degree and I'm, my stuff is really successful right now with my print calls. It's almost like a business, which is weird to say, but it's like my print call business. Mm -hmm. And like the little girl inside of me is screaming at that. If I, if I would have known that when I was so young, I would have been like, Oh my God, that's the greatest thing ever. But mm -hmm. um, that and like, you know, TikTok and Instagram and all these incomes, it's like, it equals out more sometimes than I would even make as a nurse practitioner. So like money wise, I'm like, maybe I should, keep doing this and also like happiness wise I really am having a good time and I feel like it's leading me to where I'm meant to go in life so my plan at the moment to like balance the two is to work part-time as a nurse practitioner and you know still do my social media stuff and I'm trying to get into acting and so start that up and if that works out that's great and if it fizzles out that's all right because I still have something to fall back on and I feel like that's a lot of people in the entertainment industry. Like a lot of people have other degrees mm -hmm. and, you know, they chase out, they end up chasing what makes them happiest. And so I don't see any shame in that. I'm trying to let go of the shame that I put on myself with that. No, I don't. I, I think you got a great plan. No, no shame at all. I, I love, I love that for sure. And, and I guess in, in crashing together in a more funny way, you know, I've, I've had, I, I had somebody on that was on a, reality tv show that was all based on 
people getting killed. It was just, it was called uh, Killer Camp. So <laughs> in in their uh, reality show, they literally showed them like getting their head decapitated. But their day job was as a classical pianist, and they talked about how. <laughs> Somebody came up to them and like, I think I saw you on a TV show. Did you get your head chopped off? And she had just played, you know, a symphony, a symphony hall, you know, a classical piano. That's a very weird crashing together. Have you had any moments in your nursing world where, you know, somebody recognizes you as, as Sue Dillon and you're, you're their nurse or you're, you know, something like that. I, I feel like that would be a, a weird thing to experience. Yeah, actually, um, I used to work in a children's psych ward and a lot of people would notice me there and some of the, the patients would and some of their parents when they would visit would. And I would just have to be like, I know this is weird, but this is where, what I do for a living and I'm going to take good care of you, but I'm really glad you you enjoy me outside of work, but please keep this between us because that's kind of a high risk environment. Like some of those people I don't like some people in general, like the, at on any hospital floor, I should say, I don't necessarily want them to track me down or like, I don't want to break any boundaries. I don't want someone to be like, Oh, she took care of them in the hospital. They must've been there for this. So I try to keep a boundary up. That's definitely happened. It, it's usually like lighthearted and funny. I've never had anyone get mad about it or anything. No, that's, that's good. Good for sure. Uh, I guess kind of just in, in wrapping things up, um, I want to know a little bit about how people can how people can follow along with you. You know, you've already we've already touched on a lot of things. You've got the the prank world. You've got um, just your your podcast, all that kind of stuff. Actually, I got one more question. Scrap that. The question that I had that I didn't write was you're you're such a you know a master at prank calling now. Without giving away your secrets what's what's the key to a, to a good prank call if somebody wants to to prank call somebody they know um i get i've gotten asked this before i think a lot of it is patience like you're, you may not get an answer on the first time the first person you choose to prank like leave a voicemail you have to be patient with the prank to keep it going sometimes like it's it may not be a hit right off the bat but if you do get an answer you just got to feed off of what the person gives you. Like you can't dominate the call. You kind of got to act like you got to do something to sell the fact that, that you do know each other. Cause that's, that's usually how I get them is like, I act like I know somebody they know or act like we know each other. A little gaslighting definitely goes into it. Yeah. That, and that's what I, you, that, that's where I, I see you kind of just being a, a master at because there's so many people like, okay, yeah, you know me what high school did we go to? And then you're like, come on, don't, don't do this to me. You're we went to high school together. I, I love that. <laughs> I, because of course you don't know what high school you went to with, with them, but no, I, I, I love it for sure. So people just heard that and they're like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds all fine and dandy. I, but I'm not gonna be able to do it. I'd rather hire you to do it. So now tell us how people can do that. Um, I have an Instagram and a TikTok and a YouTube and on all of those platforms there's a link tree in on my profile towards the top on each thing it's the link the blue it's like usually highlighted in blue or something i don't know you just click it and there's a few different options for you i'm also on cameo which is an app that people can order personalized videos through um like to uh different celebrities or tiktok creators so those are some ways to get me absolutely so the links to all of that will be in the show notes 
follow along for sure. You've got a lot of different things going on. You've got that podcast. You've got, you know, the, the prank calls you've got, you know, I, I've never requested you, but I really, really enjoy watching, you know, those live, those live calls that, that you do. So even if you, you don't have anybody, all of your friends are sticks in the mud, but you just want to watch other people get pranked. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. that that's really fun too. So all that will be in the show notes. Uh, I really, really appreciate your time today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So that was Sarah Gray. Really, really appreciated her time. I, you know, it, it's always fun to talk to people that I've followed along with uh, for a long time. And I've always enjoyed her videos as, as, as Sue Dillon. Like I, I talked to her about, I never even requested a prank call. I just like to turn on her, uh, her lives. Uh, generally, I see them a few days later. So I see that she's had a live like on Sunday and it's two hours long. I just put it on kind of in the background and just listen and, and enjoy, enjoy the prank calls that she makes. Uh, I urge you to go check out her, uh, her Instagram, her YouTube, her TikTok, all those things. Give her some love there. Maybe request a call yourself. I think uh, I think you would uh, you'd have a really good time with that kind of pranking pranking a, a friend or family member. Uh, I like like I said in the beginning. I, I just really appreciate her um, being willing to to share kind of the the deeper side of things. This wasn't just a a surface level interview about you know how did you come up with Sue Dillon and what was your favorite call and that kind of stuff. Of course, we covered that, but we did talk about kind of the the um struggles when it comes to becoming viral and the trolls and 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 feeling like you're you know accepted as uh just as sarah as well not just when you're you're sue dylan so i really really uh thank you sarah for your time uh, for those listening thanks so much for being here if this is your first time listening or you haven't yet go leave that five star review on apple and on spotify leave a written review on apple even more amazing Follow along with us on Instagram, uh, Not in Huff Podcast, JacksonHuff.com, Not in Huff with Jackson Huff on Facebook. Lots of places to to, uh, to follow along. I've interviewed several comedians in the past, uh, interviewed over 175 people at this point. So a lot of really, really great people from uh, entertainment, comedians, true crime, uh, interesting jobs, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so I urge you to check those out and follow along so you... Don't miss out on future episodes. Thanks so much. Take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think, or hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome. <laughs>